Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another amazing, exciting, uh, intriguing episode of Life with Kristen Tatum. Wow. He is setting us up, y'all. Woohoo! Amazing and intriguing. We're glad you're listening. Y'all, this is going to be a great conversation today. Yeah. So. Hey, right off the bat, if you'd like and you love consuming kind of what we talk about every single week, please share this uh, out with your family and friends. Yeah. And then uh, hit the subscribe button. And if you would even be as uh, so kind as to write us a great review. Ooh. That would be really helpful. Where, wherever you listen to the podcast. Do it. Today, we're going to talk about eight excuses that so many of my dating um, friends make when they, to, that they make to stay in a bad relationship. Okay. So these are excuses that some of you and maybe some of your loved ones have made that keep them in a bad relationship. These are common excuses that we use to kind of justify staying in a bad relationship. So have you ever dated anybody that you didn't want to be in a relationship with? Like you just kept dating them for the sake of like you didn't want to be by yourself? Before me, of course. I'm just asking. No. You didn't? No. Are you lying? I didn't really date all that. Okay. Okay. I was but, just curious. I didn't think so. I had to know. But these these excuses, they're, none of them are good reasons. Yeah. No, okay? of course not. So again, I think that these, this can be applicable whether you are in a dating relationship, maybe you're single. Maybe or, you're wanting to be in a relationship. Or maybe, maybe you're married and you have some friends that you can really apply some of these to them and give them some great wisdom. Don't even tell them that you got them from us. You just take it like it, like you, like you thought. Hey, I have some great thoughts. This is why you should break up with that yeah. guy. And just tell them. That I've always said this. Stop it. And then ask him to listen to the podcast. <clears throat> That'd be great. Okay. Excuse number one, and that's this. Too many people make this excuse. They say, "I'd rather settle for them than be alone." Wah wah. This is. So let me just let me just say this off the bat. Okay. If, if you're settling for an unhealthy relationship just to have a warm body near you, I think that you're missing the amazing, indescribable intimacy that God is offering you. And I believe that sometimes God will politely step aside to allow you to choose the less uh, acceptable. You know, uh, and, and I, th- I think a lot of us, we we do begin to settle. We're like, ah, this is, this is just somebody that's in my life. And so I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to better than nobody. It's kind of the mindset, I guess. Yeah. I just, and I think God will allow you to listen. God does not control you. He doesn't Mm -hmm. change, change your mind. He touches your heart. Yeah. But the decision is yours. And we're saying don't settle because when you don't settle, I promise you, one day you're going to look back and you're going to be glad you didn't settle. But instead, you you fought for and yeah. you chose God's best yes. that He has for your life. Don't listen, hey everybody. Don't settle. Don't ever. I'll say it like this: Don't ever settle for less than you deserve. Because once you start settling, you start settling in all kinds of other areas. Yeah, of, of your that's life. so true. When your guard, when you kind of like let your guard down in one way, 
it becomes easy to just think, oh, I'll just say yes to that too. I'll just do that too. Listen, give God a chance and trust that God is going to be your provider. So just as he wants to be your provider in in the areas of our finances and and our material things, yeah. he also wants to provide for your for relationships. Your relationships. Needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever yeah. ask or think. But don't get crazy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, he he really is. And so don't settle. And so I think a lot of people in our culture right now, when it comes to the dating culture, we're like, ah, oh, there's just not many, you know, I I just can't find. Do you know, can I just talk for one second about mm-hmm. that? I think some of the reasons are that people don't see themselves like as how the Lord sees you, like how your how your heavenly father sees you. So if you don't feel like you are worth the weight, then you just give in to for the sake of just wanting a warm a warm body. body. Yeah. Body. It's like but if you see and you know how wonderful you are, what what amazing things, and I don't just say it to for the sake of saying it and to make you feel better. It's the truth. And you really believe God does have your best interest in mind. He is working even when you can't see it. If you if you can believe that and wrap your heart around the truth of of how good he is, it can help you not settle for less than what you deserve. I'm telling you if if you it, ch- make a decision not to settle, you're going to look back one day and you're going to be so thankful, you're mm-hmm. going to be glad that you didn't. Yeah. And but instead you you said, "God, I'm going to choose the best that you have for my life." And yeah. then here's the thing. Um God promised, he said, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, he said, I will never leave you. Yeah. I will never forsake you. Yes. Here's second thing, second excuse. People say. They say, I'm comfortable. Man, so being in an unhealthy relationship or in a bad relationship that you're just comfortable with. um, can I just jump in and just say this? Please. That, that so many people, what I've discovered, and maybe you maybe you find yourself in there, that you're hanging on to a relationship because it has benefits. Yeah. So it's got money, companionship. Maybe you have this certain image now. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's physical intimacy, uh, fun, or yeah. maybe, maybe it's just become something that's familiar or this routine. Listen, growth and comfort can never coexist. Say it one more time, baby. Growth and comfort never coexist. That's so good. It's so good. Growth is so uncomfortable. But if we're going to become who who and all that Christ wants us to be, we have to face the uncomfortable. We have to face it. Otherwise, you just stay the same. Yeah. And so many of us, we cringe when we think about change. And so you're just really comfortable in this, mm-hmm. but you're not growing. Mm-hmm. And a comfortable a, a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. That's so at good. least nothing that uh, is beneficiary to you. So, for example, uh, <laughs> so for me, I th- in, in in whoever like we've all turned to like maybe food. Maybe some of you turned to shopping for comfort. I need some chocolate for comfort. Yeah. But here's the point, that if you just continually live a life of that, it's easy. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. But what is the byproduct of that going to be? Yes. I mean, hello. If you stay in that comfort zone, yeah. it's going it's to affect me. If I eat me. all the comfort foods, I can't zip my pants. <laughs> you're going to be out of shape. It's true. You're going to be poor, and you're yeah. never going to be able yeah. to reach your if goals. Yeah, do, it's comfortable. Yeah, it's true. Listen, comfort is the enemy of progress. And God's not called you 
to be one that shrinks back. He's, told, he's called you to be one that advances, that takes new ground. And growth and comfort never can co- coexist. And so a lot of times we just hang on to relationships. Out of comfort. It's easy. And but... so, and I'm not telling you to, to break things off on any of these. I'm asking, I'm, I'm in every one of these uh, excuses, I'm asking, I'm asking you to begin to ask questions. That's a good way to say it. Okay. We're not trying to break up all your relationships yeah. here. After we get done, but the comfortable and ungodly ones, we are. Let's just be honest. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we want the best for you. Okay, let, let me let me just throw another thought out here. Okay, say it. Okay, if something doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. That's true. And so I think that we need to have relationships. Like you challenge me, I challenge you, and we are constantly growing. Mm-hmm. See. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 13 says, My people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they've dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So they chose what was comfortable. Hmm. They went to the wrong place. And now they have, they're trying to pour water in broken cisterns and it's flowing through. Yeah. Can't contain it. It was never designed hmm. for that. And some of you are, are in a dating relationship where you know somebody. Yeah. That is just, it's just become comfortable, but it's broken. Yep. Here's number three. Because you love them. Chris, how many times have we heard this from people that we know and love that they're still in this relationship that they know is not the right one? I love them. Because I love them. Listen, that word love has become very uh, diluted in mm-hmm. our culture today. I mean, I, I hear it all the time. Hey, I, I love my. Love my dog. I never hear never hear anybody say I love my cat. Come on. But, uh, I love my dog. <laughs> I, I love my brother. Uh, I love my pet hamster. Uh, I love the chocolate ice cream I ate last night. It's true, I did, mm-hmm. but not really in the same love. I know I'm making your point right here. But there's a difference between saying, "Hey, I love something," and it, and saying, "I am in love," that I am fully committed to you. Yeah. Like. You are the person that I know. When I do premarital counseling, I'll yeah. ask people, I'll say. Can I hold on and say, we're not talking to all of you who are in a married relationship right now. If this is making you think that we're saying something about getting out of your marriage, just, I should have said that at the get-go. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of all the scenarios that could be running through your mind right now. We There's counseling and hope for that. We're not talking about divorce in this case. But people who are in a bad dating relationship just for the sake of comfort, or because you already love them. And we're not diminishing the feelings you have for each other. But when you do premarital counseling, you were just starting I to I ask say, them the question, what convinces you that this is the person that you're supposed to marry? And what are you hoping they're going to answer you with? I'm, I'm hoping that they'll answer me with this idea that, you know, God has spoken this to me, that I know that I know that I know yeah. beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is the person mm-hmm. for me that I have dedicated my life, that through thick and thin and mm-hmm. difficulties and all this, I'm going to be with them uh, yeah. because love is not an emotion. Yeah. And a lot of younger people think, oh, it's just these you yeah. know, these Yeah, because you have all those feelings when you're falling in love. But I, let's give you like, well, I don't know how long to say for some, <laughs> <laughs> maybe 20 weeks or maybe 20 months down the road and sometimes the feelings leave maybe 20 days when you have a bad day i don't know i'm just as an example the feelings won't always be there doesn't mean you don't love them anymore you you make the choice 
Yeah. I'm going to love Love is a choice. Yeah. It's not a feeling. Yes. And so by saying to somebody, well, I love them and that's why I need to stay with them. If you're dating them, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, do, do you have, do you know that this is the person for you? And are you fully committed? Are you, f- are you ready to be faithful? Through it, thick and thin. Yeah. And I'm talking to, listen, I'm talking to people that you're dating. You're thinking, okay, is this the person I'm going to marry? Is this the person I'm going to mm-hmm. spend the rest of my mm-hmm. life with? It, Cause I think, obviously I think, you know, there comes a point probably right at, right after high school, I would say for most people that when you start dating people, it's more so I'm, I'm wanting to see. You're thinking future. I'm thinking. You're not like, well, please think future. Don't date and, and if play you're games not, with people's hearts and your own heart just for the fun of it. That's We're not designed for that. That's You're just inviting I think you're wasting your time. You're, and, yeah. And you're just offering your heart to be smashed by people. Don't do that. Let's date with purpose and desire for future. And if this person, you can't see them being a father, a, a mother to your future children, you can't see them, you know, um, carrying the same values and beliefs that you carry, the same even work ethic, the same, so many things. If you don't see that and you matters. still love yeah. them, you need to, we need to talk about not making excuses. So. The definition of faithfulness Tell us. is the ability to carry out the commitment long after the emotion in which it was made has passed. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy. In all the feely, feely moments. When, when you and I got married, you know, we're mm-hmm. standing there, there's dad, and you come down in the white dress, I'm crying like a, I mean, I'm just, oh, Tatum didn't cry, I cry. People who know me, that is so weird, right? Because I cry, cry all, all the time. The time. I was so happy, babe. Yeah, See, I happy. knew you were I'm the crying. one. Chris was crying, and I was like, what's wrong? It's the end of my Don't life. Don't you want to marry me? <laughs> no, you weren't thinking <laughs> No, that. I was thinking. I was thinking. He was I'm, pumped, but he I'm, was emotional. But listen, anyway. but when you make a commitment in that moment, it's easy. Because yeah. there's like 400 people that were there, and you got your family. I love you, in, for better or for worse, yeah. for sickness and in health. But faithfulness. Is the ability to carry out that commitment that you made in that moment mm-hmm. long after when the mood's the mood gone. in which you made it has passed. When you ain't in the mood, yeah. can you still be faithful? Yeah. You are. I am. And so I we would just come back you. to you and yeah. I would just challenge you. Don't let just well, I you know, I love him or I love her. Yeah. No, no, no. Are you ready to be faithful? I mean, do you, is this, you know, it says in First Corinthians 13. I love this verse. By the way, this was on your cake at our wedding. Remember that? Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 13. Okay, it says, this is what love is, biblical love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. All right. So, so that's good. excuse number three. Here's number that's four. That's what love is. That's what love is. Now, we're going to have to fly on these to get these. Okay, help me fly because okay. I like to talk. Go. Number four. Well, I'll let you talk about this one. We had sex. Come on. <laughs> I, I set myself up for that. <laughs> All right. But that's an excuse people say. They're yeah. like, well. We already had sex, so now I just need to stay with them. Wake up. Wake up. Okay. So we. Let's just. Yeah. Let's just set the standard here. Go ahead. I don't know what you think I'm setting the standard. I was just going to talk. No, that we we believe that any sex outside of marriage 
that it's a sin. That's wrong. Yeah. yeah. The Bible's very clear about it. I don't think there's any debate if you believe that the Bible is God's word. And if you don't, I would ask you to consider it. Yeah. Yeah. So for for those of you listening that are Christians, yeah, we believe that. And it's not not that God's trying to take away fun from you. He's actually trying to protect you because it was something that was designed to bring a husband and a wife together and to unite them. Yes. And so culturally. So if you've done that, you know, don't have don't don't continue to believe the the idea that well because we've already had sex so let's just continue to have sex. Yeah, that's not an excuse to continue. And it's not an excuse that you stay. have to stay in the yeah in the relationship. I think what God has for you in His desire to protect you from your heart being ripped, r- torn apart, um, is in requiring that we wait on having sex until we're married. What were you going to say, babe? No, I was going to say that when, when this happens, sex outside of marriage, it brings horrible consequences into a into a couple's life because there's all kinds of guilt and shame. Sometimes there's um, a pregnancy that takes place. Which is there's not a horrible consequence, I don't think we say. No, I'm not saying that... It's a result of the result decision of that, that you made. I'm not saying that the, the, the yeah, baby... Yeah, I just wanted is to a, clarify no, that. Obviously, no. Uh, but there are all kinds of different... Um, there, there are consequences... There's ramifications, yeah. ...to that. And if you are engaged right now in sex outside of marriage, I would challenge you, have a real conversation... Yeah. With them and just yeah. say, let's set a new standard of yeah, purity. We're going to stop. And then exchange your sin and your guilt for God's grace yeah. and his forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. I think there's definitely there's definitely a way forward for um, those of you who might be listening and you're having sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend or fiance, whatever. There's definitely a way forward. And I think the simplest, well, it's not going to be simple. Let me just say like this, but just like any other sin in your life, what do you do? You repent, you come to the Lord, you confess your sin before him, you repent, and then you you turn. So what repent means is turn, like it's a 360 degree, and you have to set some new standards in your life. You have to put some new ground rules where we're not going to put ourselves in positions where that temptation is easy. Again, and it may be that you only are dating with other couples who come with you, that you're not going to go back to one another's homes, that you're, whatever. You need to set some strict boundaries because once you've crossed the line and opened the door for that, it's going to be much harder. But... So I was going to piggyback on that and just say that so oftentimes, you know, I've I've heard people say, well, we're going to be getting married. Mm -hmm. So because we're going to be getting married, it's okay. But I asked the question, are, are you married? Yeah, that's what yeah, the Yeah, but Lord we're going to get married in a month from now. Yeah, but are you married? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We're going to be getting married next week. But are you married? Yeah. So The covenant matters. The marriage covenant matters, matters to the Lord. It matters to God. It does. And if it matters to God, it should matter to us. That's true. Here's the fifth one, and that's this. We have a child together. Mm-hmm. So maybe you don't really know who the person is, mm-hmm. but you they they wind up pregnant. And and honestly, <laughs> this one right here, there's not a cookie cutter answer to this one. Yeah. This is like this is like this yeah, is a difficult. This is hard. Yeah. One. But please listen to me. It's better to stay single as a parent. This is my opinion. Okay. 
It's better to stay single as a parent and trust the Lord to bring you the right person in your life that will be the right role model for your kids rather than marry into a bad relationship. And now you, you have to end up raising your children in a marriage that doesn't model a godly relationship. Yeah. I agree with that as hard as it is. It's, it's, it, yeah. What we're saying is because you have a child with someone doesn't mean you have to stay in that relationship or marry that yeah. person. If it's not, if it's who the Lord has for you, 100% yeah. do it. And you're going to have to figure that out. By yeah. And only God can, God can answer that question for you. But, but uh, having a child isn't an instant. Oh, and now I have to oh, marry Oh, now them. I have to. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. I think you can in yes it will be hard to co-parent a child together when if you're not married but it's not too difficult of a journey that God can't walk through. And I want to say it again you. that there's no cookie cutter answer yeah. to this. Yeah. This one right here but I, I, think I would just encourage you to, to to remember that the health of your marriage is the soil in which your children are going to grow up in mm-hmm. and your grandchildren that are going to impact future mm-hmm. generations. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to make sure that you you consider because there's been, I've heard it stated so many times, well, you know, you got her pregnant, so... Now it's like your duty you gotta, to you get married. To marry to, her, or you yeah. got pregnant by him, so you have to marry him. Yeah. And I would say, don't just... Don't stick in a bad relationship for the sake of what society tells you has to be done if that's not the relationship that God has yeah. for you. Listen to God We're and not saying says. don't raise your child, don't don't support your child. We're not making those excuses for people. If you're a parent, you need to be the be a parent. Yeah. Be an active part of the child's life of both of you. But what we are saying is it doesn't dictate and that's my the opinion on this. And if you don't like it, you can check it out the window yeah. and I'm okay with that. You can that. ignore us. It's All good. right. Number six, I think an excuse for people to stay together is... Is that we're engaged and we're already committed. We already announced it. We already said yes. All the things. Yeah, but did you marry him? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're having no. doubts now... This is the best time to talk about If you're having <laughs> doubts, don't. <laughs> yeah. If you have a doubt, do without. Hey, your dad taught me that statement a long time ago back when I was a teenager but it's very true if you have a doubt like this is the most timely time to speak up have some conversation invite people that you love and respect people that you look up to people whose advice you listen to because they have wisdom and they love you and they care for you invite them into your doubts don't be scared to say you know me. I said, yes, we're engaged. I'm having doubts. I want to, I need to talk to somebody. I need to bounce it or go to a counselor. Like don't, don't wait and go through with your, with marrying someone. If you have a question in your heart and don't feel guilty about saying it, this is the, there's no better time. If you need to let them know, Hey, let's just take a time out. Yeah. And let's just reevaluate things. Because here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to make a decision mm-hmm. that's going to affect the rest of your yeah. life and you have regret. That's a doubtful decision. You want to be confident. When you say yes to marriage, you want to know that you know that you know, because it's going to get hard. <laughs> no matter how much you love the Lord, no matter how good looking that person is and how sweet they are, life and marriage is 100% guaranteed hard. And having any doubts before 
entering into that hard season, exciting and wonderful as it is, it's still hard, is is not now, you how know you want to start out. what's interesting to me? That Satan never attacked Adam until Eve showed up. Mm. So he waits oftentimes. Mm. Like sometimes the intensity increases yeah. when there's a husband and wife together. Mm. Because two, to, two will put 10,000 to flight, right? Mm -hmm. There's power so in their union. Let me just union, say this. So, if, yeah. if you're thinking, well, I've already started planning the wedding, and, or hey, I'm really looking forward to the honeymoon. Yeah. Listen, wisdom chooses the future over the present. Yeah, that's a good word. So your doubt could actually be a warning from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. So it... it if you need a sign and you're listening to this like today, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're having a doubt and you're engaged... This is your sign. Like, yeah. listen, we're talking about it. Um, because it says, it, trust in the Lord with all your heart in Proverbs yeah. chapter three, and lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your, uh, your path straight. Yeah. Here's excuse number seven. I hope you, everyone's enjoying this here today. I hope number so seven, um, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm. So I just don't want to break up with them. Yeah. I, just, I just don't need to be. This in the, is a I, I need sweet, to stay in this relationship person. because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, this is the. I know you're the people pleaser. If this is you listening, and that's you, and I can sympathize with that tendency to want to just make this person happy, and you don't want to break their heart. Um, yeah, if, but this is a decision. If your heart has left the picture. Yeah, this is a decision. And that, you're still hanging around because you want them happy, you're going to need to have a difficult conversation. Yeah. And it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to be choosing what you just said, um, Chris. The Wisdom chooses the future choosing over the, the future over the present. Over the present. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, it's not the time to n not consider what your future needs to look like because you're worried that in the moment you're going to hurt their feelings or break their heart. And I don't mean it carelessly, but. Yeah, it says in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4. It says that we're not trying to please people, but God, um, and he's who tests our hearts. So we're not trying to please people, but God. Yeah, we need to please God. And so what is, I would just ask you, if, the, if, that, if that's you, you're in that situation, to ask the Lord, what do you say, God? Like, sp speak to me. And if you're wondering, you're thinking, like, I think I'm in a, I know I'm in a bad relationship. This is not going anywhere if you already know that, then you, it should be very clear to you. And I'm, we're going to, hopefully this helps you today to see, um, God doesn't want you to stay in that bad relationship. And yes, it might hurt their feelings and break their heart, but the, the, the future is brighter and it's going to be worth it. So we always say it like this, deal with problems or issues as, as acorn. acorns, not oak trees. So the longer that you wait, when you know in your heart that God's speaking to you, the yeah. more difficult it's going to be. That acorn's going to grow roots and sprout and be a tree <laughs> yeah. and be really hard. So it just gets harder. You're right. The longer that you wait and put it off. So Here's the last one we give you guys. Excuse number eight. Hey, I, I, I got to stay with them because... They're going to change for the better. Or some people say like, I'm going to make them change. I'm going to... It's like missionary dating. I'm going to see their hearts change and win them to the Lord and they just don't know it yet. That's a big red flag. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. So let's talk to the girls just for a second here. Okay. Because here's what I've discovered. And you actually alluded to it at the very beginning of this podcast. 
But Did most I? girls, yeah, most girls are raised to be fixers. So you see your mom try to fix all kinds of stuff, injuries, you, when kids get boo-boos or whatever, they get scratches on them. Caregivers. They're, they're caring for them. They're, they're, they're performing miracles when it comes to meals and bringing everyone together. Performing miracles. <laughs> <laughs> they're making the fish and the loaves multiply. <laughs> so naturally, there's something inside of, it seems like, every woman that feels like, you know what, we can... I have this ability to turn this frog, this snake, into a prince <laughs> with a kiss. And sometimes, listen, can I just say it like it is? Yeah. Sometimes a snake is a snake. He's a frog. And yeah. what's going to happen is you're going to wound up. You're going to be. You're going to wind up bit. So don't kid yourself. Yeah. Like. It's not your job to make them better, honestly. Like, that's not your role because you're not the Lord. Like, He can change them. You grow and be the best you. And, and, now you talked about it earlier. Like, look for the great qualities. Now, there's like, yeah. when I saw you, I saw that I watched you. I saw that you were, you were a giver. I would, I remember watching you give in the offerings. When I, would I was watch a teenager. You. Yeah. Yeah. I, was. I watched you worship God. I watched, um, how you uh, you interacted with people? I was watching how, when I was at your nana's house, and you would serve um, and just very hospitable and uh, and caring, mm -hmm. and I was seeing a lot of the different qualities on the inside of you that I thought, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. It's not a missionary dating where I'm going. I mean, you're so far off in left field, and you're yeah. Looking for the I'm going to change her and make her into this other person. Like, no, you're going to get what you get. Bad relationships are poisonous. They are. Listen, who cares Don't if you settle. marry a supermodel? If their heart is away from God, it ain't going to be good for you. No. Who no. Cares? Beauty's fleeting, Beauty fl right? fades. Yeah. Not you, honey. Oh, uh, look at that. Uh, so nice. Uh, no, I'm telling you, yeah, truth be told, you need to run the, in the opposite yeah. direction. We're, we're, don't Don't try do to missionary people. dating. In yeah. fact, here's what I've seen happen. The opposite takes place. Yes. Well, I'm just going to win them to the Lord. Yeah. And what happens is they, they end up pulling you away from Him. It's, it's so much easier to pull somebody down. Yeah. I've done this illustration when I was in student ministry for years. I would say to all teenagers, I'd say it's so much easier to pull someone down than pull them up. And so I'd step on a chair and I'd get the smallest little female girl and I'd have her come on up and I would, I would say, uh, please. You try to pull me down, and I will try to pull you up. Yeah, let's see who can do it. I'm yeah. like double the size of her mm -hmm. every time. I tried. She would pull you off the pull me chair. Down. Yeah, it's true. It's a good analogy. It is. It's you. It's not the way to pursue relationships. The Bible says in Psalms 37, "Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Mm -hmm. So we, we really pray that God is going to lead and direct and guide you to the right person that's going to be a blessing for yeah. the rest of your life. As you delight in him. Yeah. It's true. And so, hey, everyone, take these uh, ideas. If you don't like them, you can chuck them out the window. We're okay with that. <laughs> and But well, I do want you, you to don't. ponder them. Yeah. Ponder them. And, and maybe it's going to cause you to begin to ask some questions that need to be asked. Yep. Yep. Okay. Love you guys. We'll Thanks see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.